Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Now his 1-2 pitch. Runners take off. Little tapper in front of the mound. The runners will advance. Double clutch and he threw it away. Down the line. One run scores. Gurriel around third. He's going to score. And the Marlins walk off. Yeah, double pumped, and they would have kept going home, and there just wasn't an awareness on his part of that. So combination of that and a bad throw is where you end up losing that game. Good morning, St. Louis, and welcome into the Balloon Party presented by Munganess St. Louis Acura. A little bit of a change today. We're going to call this the Producers Balloon Party. I'm Matthew Rock in studio by Jackson Burkett, Andrew Marsh, and Grant Francis. How you boys doing today? How do you like this? I mean, look at us. This is something, look isn't it? Look how far we've come. Yeah. I do have a complaint already. Go for uh, Rockio. We didn't get the yes, yes from you to start oh, the show. Yes, yes. But the bed's already gone. Yeah, so. yeah you can't go back on that I can't just take time. Shtick. Come on now. That's Notes the problem with first time. impressions. You only get one. But, I mean, look, I, we've come a long way. I'm doing the show with three of my favorite people. Mm. Uh, certainly all have better heads of hair than I. I mean, look at Matt Rocky. And it's, it's such a positive locks. day, too. It's a wonderful day in St. Louis. Everyone woke up and was happy and yeah. free. Jordan Walker won the game last night for the Cardinals. Right. Special yeah, the moment there. Top yep. of the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Right after that. Are your headphones broken? What? Are your headphones broken? No. Oh, okay. There's, there was the no. I, I, there's no. I mean, Jordan Hicks was coming in the ninth inning. There's no need. To, just wrap it all up, right? Yeah. I just turned the game off. I thought that was just like practice. They were just like getting an extra half inning and in just to be safe. I need to take it into your guys' minds because we were texting a little bit before the show, obviously, because we were going to be doing this today. And you get up there, obviously, the terrible start. We're going to get into all, all the, these moments from the Cardinals game, but. Cardinals are down to their last strike. Full count for Jordan Walker. They're down 8-7, to seven, and Jordan Walker smashes that one. I mean, absolutely torques it. Your thoughts immediately after that home run lands? Positivity? Are you immediately worried? What was going through your brain? I thought it was a great, like a great moment for Jordan Walker, who obviously has been sent down to the minors. He gets called back up. He has another long hitting streak to start his rookie career. And then, you know, the past few games, he's he's been struggled. I think, uh, what was it, on the 4th of July, a few days ago, he went 0 for 4. So for him to have that type of moment, uh, unfortunately, I think the team is too, at the time, of course, you know, a few minutes later, the game went sideways. But I think at the time, I was thinking, man, if this team was only you know, just a few games back of first place, like this could be that defining moment of the season. And unfortunately, they haven't placed them, themselves in the right spot to to be in that situation. And then, of course, everything else happened. I was like, ah, that that's the Cardinals. It's a 2023 St. Louis Cardinals right there. Yeah, I, I echo Marsh's sentiment because it could have been such an incredible moment for a young player to hit a home run, team kind of struggling but you still firing up there hit a big home run in a game where you started out with your pitcher having uh 
recorded one out before being pulled out of the game and possibly get that win, but instead it's kind of muddled by what happened in the half-inning following? I mean, how could it not be? You, you want to talk about the headline of the game. It's Uncle Rico at, uh, at the pitching. <laughs> Threw it right over the mountains. You weren't about to come in here and be all positive they actually won that game, were you? Sure. I can fake it. <laughs> Marsh, I did expect That's you to take to some accountability here. What are you talking because about? as soon as Jordan Walker last night hit that home run, you go, Well, there's our open in our group chat. Mm. You had your yeah, own version of over. The, you had your own version <laughs> of the BKO last night. Yeah, I did. I literally you said we still got the ninth. We still got the bottom of the ninth here. Andrew Mush. <sighs> Yeah, is that what they're calling me now? Might and as know, well. And you know what? That, that brings us into uh, something we're going to do a little bit later on in the show today. In fact, you can uh, join the show today. In fact, there's a lot of ways to join the show today. You can text into us three one four three nine 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 six four six. We're going to be reading that text line throughout the show. You can also watch us live on YouTube. Is the stream working, Grant? It is working. We're yes. up and we're up and live on YouTube at one hundred one ESPN STL, and you can leave a mic drop on our one hundred one ESPN app. And here's the question coming up for ten thirty. We already know Marsh's answer to this one. Are you now actively rooting for the Cardinals to lose? MLB drafts coming up here. Obviously, we're talking about the twenty twenty four draft for the St. Louis Cardinals. But are you actively rooting for the Cardinals to lose? Are you already looking forward to twenty twenty four? We know with his jinx last night that Andrew Marsh is a definitive yes there. What? Am I wrong? Who's to say that's my answer? Yeah. I am. I'm the one who's saying right, We'll find out at 10.30 then. You <laughs> kind of stepped all over it. Well, if he wants to tell me I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Andrew Marsh was the uh, cynical one in the text line alongside Grant Francis last night after the Cardinals lost. But how could you not be cynical after that one? They find a new way to lose every single game. And I don't want to get wrapped up in the fact that they came back. The Matthew Libertor start, unbelievably terrible. The fact that Dakota Hudson and Steven Matz aren't even really that solid in relief. Unbelievable. The Where this pitching staff has gotten for the Cardinals is untenable. This season's untenable. I'm looking forward to 2024. That's where I'm at. I'm, you know what my answer is going to be at 1030 because I'm already looking forward to 2024. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to like because you want to keep in the back of your mind. Like, obviously, you know, there's two and a half months of baseball left to be played, so you can't be like, oh, it's over. But when you have a pitching staff that is performing how they are, where you can only think you're going to get a decent start out of one guy, Jordan Montgomery, at the moment. How are you expecting to ever make a comeback? Matthew Libertor recorded one out, one out of 27 last night. It's not going to get it done. The bullpen is as inconsistent as it gets. So as much as I would love to see a turnaround, I just don't see it being feasible. You could have Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt being one and two in the MVP, but if you can't get any out when the pitching staff comes out there, What's the goal here? What are we gonna? What are you gonna accomplish? Uh, you gotta score uh, twelve to win every game, right? I think last night, man. If you if you actually thought that this team had a shot of coming back, let's just say you did, right? Last night had to put that to bed. Like this team is not winning the division. They're they're not coming close. Like th- last night was like an all encompassing game. It showed us what this team is. It's the type of team that will get you excited for a half inning and then will just blow it all away within the next inning. That's what this team has been all season long. Good teams find ways to win games. Mm-hmm. Bad teams find ways to lose them. They absolutely and that's do. what the, the Cardinals are a bad team right now. Yeah. And, and even it, and even in that game, they're, they've allowed 10 runs. You give up 9, 8, doesn't matter. You're still giving up massive numbers. They give mm-hmm. up 15 on the 4th of July. It's, it's just not, it can't happen. You could have the best, you could have the NL All-Stars out there, and if you're 
putting up these double-digit numbers every single game. It's just not going to happen. In the month of June, if they weren't named Jordan Montgomery, the pitching staff had an ERA of almost six. <laughs> Who's going to win? What team? You could bring out the 27 Yankees. They're not going to win when the pitching staff is this bad. I will say, if you want to put one little positive spin on last night, oh, I know. We got to go from both directions here. Oh, but I do agree with what Ollie Marmol said post game about the fact that the team was competing last night. Like it all comes down to starting pitching and the bullpen just pitching in general last night was what blew that game. But the compete level was there from the players. You had Jordan Walker, who hit that massive two-run homer in the ninth. You had Wilson Contreras yeah, who had a big first. night, sliding in the first. Like, the effort is there. But when you don't have any sort of pitching to back that effort up, it's not going to result in wins one way or the other. Yeah, the effort might be here, but that's not the question anymore. The fact of the matter is the talent's not producing. And mm-hmm. you, in, when it comes to the pitching staff, there isn't enough of it. So, I mean, the, this whole effort thing, that was, you know, that's that's April. That's May for the St. Louis Cardinals. We're, we're mid-July. Trade deadline's coming up on the horizon. And the fact of the matter is this is about talent, and the Cardinals don't have it. But, okay, so there are a lot of people out there right now, and I'm not putting an opinion attached to this statement. There are a lot of people out there that want Ali Marmol fired. Oh, and a things to be changed for sure. What is Ali Marmol going to do last yeah. night? Right. What, there is what, what nothing you can do yeah. in that situation. The players 100%. just made mistakes. Yeah, he can't make Jordan Hicks throw that ball straighter. You know, there's nothing out. It's it's roster construction. You can blame Ali Marmol for all you want, and he's not without blame. He's been mm-hmm. really weird in post game press conferences. Fired up about Tyler O'Neill after five games, which was really really odd. Uh, there's definitely been some moments where the Wilson Contreras thing, although I would be very surprised if that was his idea or mm-hmm. solely his idea. But, yeah, I don't think that just firing Ali Marmol is going to magically cure this team. They it's don't have the same people staff. are going to be right. it's, in place. It's the same staff. Yeah, like You yeah. don't just fire Ali and then all of a sudden a lot of people were saying, oh, let's go get Joe Madden. Joe Madden's not going to be your manager in July. No. No, and uh, yeah, that's the Nor other thing. probably would he be in June, no. if, unless you extended him and gave him like a lengthy contract. But th- they're not going to do that. It's going to be stubby season if it were the case. Which I'm, hey, I'm not, not going to complain season. about that. You're you know, here. he led he led the Memphis team to, you know, a pretty decent run a few years ago. Shout out to our friends in Memphis. And more, I think the more interesting topic is what comes next. You know, because the Cardinals. I don't want to speak like for everybody, but like I'm 25 in my entire life since 1998. From what I can remember, they have never, ever been in a position like this at the deadline. Never have they ever been double digit games out of the first place, pretty much out of the playoff contention. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really interested to see because you've got Paul Goldschmidt, who's coming up next season will be his last year on his contract. Jack Flaherty's contract's up at this end of this season. Same with Jordan Montgomery. So they have some options to do some things, I think that's going to be the interesting thing to see coming up on August 1st. I, think, I mean, yeah, they're shipping those guys out. You think? I mean, there's at, at this point, again, this is about 2024, I don't, why would Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty resign here? And so at this point, you're not playing for this year, you're playing for next year, they're not going to resign, they're not going to be mm-hmm. here next year, get draft picks and prospects, who might be? They want to win. Th- those guys want to win too. And yeah. like, who knows, they don't know where this organization's going, especially with the pitching problems. Feels like some of them think it could be pinned on Wilson Contreras. Maybe they don't want to be a part of that anymore. So maybe they won't want to be here. So why bring them back? 
Speaking of some of those pitching problems, we have some big questions around the starting pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals right now. Obviously, Matthew Libertor gets rattled yesterday. Big questions around Zach Thompson. He's been kind of yanked around by the organization. We're going to talk all about the Cardinals. Just exemplary job producing those pitchers. On the other side here on the Balloon Party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Right back to the balloon party with Tim McKernan live from the Car Shield studio on 101 ESPN. is in and extra base in right down the line and in the corner little trouble out there but he'll stop at second base a leadoff double and he'll do just that with a base hit and again to left field past the dive of Arenado Soler will score De La Cruz is getting the green light as well throw comes home and it is late RBI double boy and all he's done is hit center field that brings home Cooper RBI single for Dane Myers and the Marlins tack on a fourth in the first yeah he's got he's got a decent amount to work on and uh he'll continue to to work on it there it was Ali Marmol (laughs) after the game of course all those highlights courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest and Ali Marmol afterwards courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest all those highlights against Matthew Libertor the Miami Marlins absolutely getting after him he records one out and gets tagged for four earned runs the pitching not much better for the Cardinals later on in the game Dakota Hudson came in two and two thirds work Uh, he allowed two hits two earned runs walked three and allowed obviously a big home run and then Steven Matz in two and a third with three hits two earned run as well a walk and two strikeouts. Not a lot of great starting pitching from the Cardinals this season. Well, And there's some question marks coming up now with the young players that they've brought up. Maybe there was a little excitement brought into the Cardinals yesterday with the roster moves. It immediately gets a little bit dried up here with last night's loss with Matthew Libertor's start. Legitimately, do you think that, well, let's say I give you five shots at it. You think you could record one out in the major leagues? I think I could maybe get. I think no, one out of those not. five times. I think I could get one out. Probably. One. Yeah, because I would just. I. I think I could lob one in there and they fly out to center or something, and then I would get shelled like Matthew Liberty. I mean, the guy the Look other night the camera was... and say I could get one out in a major league ball game. Well, I said, give me one out of five chances, and yeah. I think I could record one out. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. Do you think that's crazy? I think it's insane. We saw it the other night. The position players Alan go in there Burleson, and score 40 Alan miles Burleson per hour. was a high-level pitcher in in high school. He's not the guy on the Marlins. He's throwing 40 miles per hour. He's throwing EFIS pitches. I got 40 in the bag. What's his ERA this season? 36? It is, it is very okay. bad. I, I would have a higher ERA than 36, but I think I could record one out. Eventually, you'll find an out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yes, Eventually. But what if you had been developed by the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, then situations might get tougher. You'd probably be really good until... Ah, no, no, you'd get traded, and then you'd be an all-star after. Right, send me to Arizona, and then I would start breaking. An incredible middle relief pitchers, but you struggle as a starter. Right, well, you know, I, I'm a starter at heart, but I think that, I think legitimately all of us could possibly record one out. Because I'm one out, that's like, is there a worse start? Yeah, I guess no outs would be a worse start, but that was rough last. And they were, it wasn't like he was like, oh, just a little off the corner, little dink hits. He was throwing them down the middle, and they were roping him. Jorge Soler was having a field day out there. 
Right off the bat, I just have to ask the question. Who among the Cardinals organization thought that Matthew Libertor, who had been struggling pretty much every start outside of his first solid start against the Milwaukee Brewers, who thought pitching him on short rest wasn't a bad idea? Ollie Marmel. Is that who it was? I just I don't understand how that thought process got through the Cardinals, especially considering Zach Thompson, who apparently is supposed to be a starter for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2024. Mm. He missed his start on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. so his arm's ready to go. He doesn't need a bullpen or anything like that. His catcher, who's been catching him in the minors, Avon Herrera, also gets called up as well. He's hitting the cover off the ball. You got some questions about your catcher's position. Why exactly was there a force for Matthew Libertor to start that game in the first place. I don't understand the thought process by the Cardinals. This is And this is not talent or a, a split-second moment. This is a decision that you have hours ahead of time that is clearly a fault in the process of the thinking of this organization. So you would have this same question if Libertor went out and threw like seven squirrels. Yeah, it would have been an absolutely, it would have been a complete luck of the draw moment. Right. Not only because he hasn't done that much this season, but not again, you're all. putting him on short rest. Well, he's only won one game this year. It was his first start against exactly. Milwaukee. His last good start, I guess, I, I'd say was against San Francisco. He went six innings, gave up seven hits, two earned runs, walked two, and had five strikeouts. The, for me, Zach Thompson, has he's not even been that great in Memphis, so I, I don't know if the result's any different. He's 1-4 with a 9.09 ERA and nine games started in 32 and two-thirds innings pitched. That's a big thing to look at is the, just 32 and two-thirds and just nine starts so far for him. But then again, it's 2024, baby. The season doesn't matter. If you win that game, are you really feeling that much better about the 2023 Cardinals? I mean, it would, it would definitely I make would my better, night yes. better. Yeah. If Jordan <laughs> Walker I, I home run is better. how we ended the night. but You wouldn't need the Jordan Walker know. home run if you had an actual start. Yeah, you're, that's what you're, I'm saying. I'm just, right. I mean, that's again, fair. it could have gone wrong. I'm not, I'm not. Listen, I don't want to get caught up in the results thing. I know, I know, Tim hates that kind of stuff here, and I don't want to do it on his own show. It's just the the thought process that got you to that start, and that gets you to the point where you bring up Zach Thompson, and then you have. Katie Wu tweeting out that the Cardinals were planning to build him back as a starter this year to compete in 2024, and now he's back with the Major League team out of necessity, and he says there's no designated roles for Dakota Hudson slash Zach Thompson. They can be used either as relievers or starters depending on need. This might all be a moot point if Zach Thompson does start on Saturday, but the bottom line is the process going into last night with the starting pitching was flawed, and it bit them. No doubt. No doubt. And I think that the Thompson move is like one of the mo- like one of the most under- Appreciates the wrong word, but like he was good in the bullpen and the bullpen that is inconsistent. We we're talking about this on TMA. If the Cardinals have a one run lead, who do you trust out of the bullpen right now? Well, I no guess one. it's Hicks. Well, not anymore. But I, yeah, right. Like who do you trust? And so you're like, ah, all right, this guy's working for us, but let's send him down to Memphis so he can become a starter, which then you have to question why in the offseason you didn't go get a starter when you take a young guy who's mm-hmm. effective in the bullpen and then go try and make him a starter because you know next season is going to be a problem. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you not go get a starter in the offseason if you're going to take this kid down to Memphis? So Thompson in his last three outings, in the majors at least, I think we all have this notion like, oh, Zach Thompson, he was doing really well, and he was. But his last three outings in the majors was against the Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, and the Seattle Mariners. And in that, he pitched against the Dodgers, two-thirds inning, gave up a hit, two earned runs, two walks, one strikeout. Uh, In that game... He took over for Woodford, who went three and two-thirds. Shocker there. Pitched the fourth and the fifth, only got one out. Cardinals end up losing 6-3 against San Francisco. Went one inning, gave up two runs, walked two, had two strikeouts. It was a 3-2 game that they were playing against the Giants. He gives up 
uh, two runs in the seventh. They end up losing 7-3. And then against Seattle, which was the first of these three games, it was a tie ball game. He comes in, uh, walks Colton Wong, Crawford gets a single, and then Gio comes in and Suarez drives into Cardinals lose 5-4. So in those last three starts, he gave up, you know, what, five, six earned runs in those three outings? Yeah. I don't like all these numbers and stats and preparation you guys have done. Well, it's more, really got, not got, kind of our thing. I got more for you, Jackson. You're no, kind of this one. No. Fly by a seat of our pants. You talked about the marching our hour. Here, here's why I'm, I'm so I can't get over this Thompson stuff because, like you said, they they send him down uh, after his last appearance on April 30th. If you look at the entire month, obviously the last game in March and then April, they lost 13. They lost 18 games in that month, right? Sure. They lost four of them were one run games. Yeah. When you had a legitimate bullpen because you had a guy like Thompson who was keeping it all together. You get immediately into May and June, and they lose 27 games, and they lose 12 of those as one run, one or two run games. And you're just, 12 and a half out. And you're 12 and a half out. It just completely changed the complexion. They made a move for 2024. Why not keep the thought process going? Again, it might go wrong. I'm not saying this is going to magically make Zach Thompson from a 9 ERA starter in Memphis to an ace in Major League Baseball, but you have to be consistent in what you're doing. This has been the Cardinals' problem for years. It's half measures replaced mm-hmm. by other half measures, and then it's just it's just it's multiple left turns every time something doesn't work 100% perfectly. And again, I think it's because we're dealing with an organization right now that is focused on results and not the process. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right because so far, especially over the last couple of years, the Cardinals have been completely reactionary as opposed to being proactive. Like you Doug know. Armstrong this offseason, he's right. being proactive absolutely. with what he can do, of course, with the cap, but... Yeah, it, it's a little bit different, but I totally agree that he is being proactive where the Cardinals are completely reactionary. And, it, and it's not like no one was saying, like, hey, the starting rotation is a question mark. Everybody was saying that. There was the biggest question mark going to the season. I talked with Tim about this last week. This is like the first season in my memory where people's questions about the team outweighed the excitement for the team. And so to say that, like, oh, boy, this really caught us by surprise that our, our starting rotation can't get a soul out is, is flawed because everyone was saying that. I was excited about this offense. And the offense has, I mean, the offense has shown up and then the offense has, you know, sure been absolutely awful. It's kind of if Nolan Arenado's hitting, the rest of the team hits. Exactly. I had issues with the, with the starting rotation. I didn't think it would be this bad, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us thought it would be this bad. Probably not, sure not this some bad. People, but I, but we, but I think we all thought it would hinder their ability to mm-hmm. be successful. And I didn't think the bullpen would be this bad. Inconsistent, man. Because there's like Gallego. Some days looks like he could be your everyday Absolutely. setup guy, and Hicks could look like your closer. And then other mm-hmm. days, you see what happens with Gallegos over the past couple weeks, and then Hicks yesterday. It's just inconsistency across the board, and you can't win with an inconsistent bullpen. Clarkson Jewelers time check gives us 1027. This is usually when the balloon party's taking their first break, but we have to take our second break because we're good boys. We're oh, staying wow. Ryder on really top of the clock. At that I one. know, right? He really, he really liked that one. But we're going to stay on the clock today, and we're going to be coming back here. We're going to be talking more Cardinals baseball. We want to get your opinion on the Cardinals. Here is our mic drop question for you today, and you just go to the 101 ESPN app, and you can leave us a mic drop. Are you now actively rooting for the Cardinals to lose? Are you now actively rooting for the Cardinals to lose? Marshy's really kept his cars close to the vet. We'll get his answer and all of yours answers on the other side here. It's the Balloon Party presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Back into the balloon party on 101 ESPN and 101 ESPN.com. We're presented here by Munganass St. Louis Acura. I actually love those guys, by the way. I know that's Tim's people, but I go there as well. Yeah. Even if you didn't buy your car, even if you didn't buy your car there, just give them a call, get your car fixed there because they're the most trustworthy people. And that's always the question. We're talking here about the Cardinals and the balloon party, obviously. Not too great after yesterday's game. The feelings in St. Louis, not the most positivity, and we want to get into what St. Louis feels, and so we're going to go to our mic drops. The question today, if you want to drop yours off right now during the segment, are you now actively rooting for the Cardinals to lose? And let's have Courtney as our leadoff hitter. What's up, fellas? Let me just start off by saying I'm liking the producer show. I think with all you guys' personality, this should be a great thing. And uh, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Keep up the great work. As far as the Cardinals season is concerned, I was done last month, I believe. I'm already looking forward to next season. I'm looking forward to the off season because I want to see what the front office does after a season like this. Like me personally, my opinion is they haven't been really all in on putting a World Series contending team together. I feel like they've just been putting the team together that can possibly win the division and let's just get to the playoffs and see what happens. To me, that's not all in. That's you all just doing just enough to get in the playoffs and wish for a little bit of luck. Now, hopefully the philosophy changes after seeing this season because you can't go back into next season after seeing this with that same mentality. That's, I think, the big question that a lot of Cardinals fans are thinking is the mentality of the front office and whether or not the failures of this year will, in fact, move big things for next year. And I think that's a big connection to how much you're hoping the Cardinals lose so far this year. I can tell you what this Cardinal fan is wondering is what that vibration noise was in Don't Courtney's mic stop. drop. Nope, there's no now, now, Rocky, I want to remind everybody the tenants of Balloon Party. Go for it. Um, we're not results-oriented. Yep. We're pro-liberty, yep, and I think most importantly, we don't kink shame. That's a good rule. And so, if you know whatever that vibration noise was, just be honest with us. This is honesty in media as well, and uh, you know we'll respond well. I think uh, I loved Courtney's take, and, and for another, I'm not the only one who thought it. So. He's a free-thinking person. Uh, we have some text line here. You can text us the show always three one four three nine 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 six four six. We're also live on the YouTube chat one at one hundred one ESPN STL on YouTube from the five seven three. I'm rooting for fans to stop coming to the ballpark so DeWitt actually gets the message. Hmm. They're not wrong. It's one way to do it. Attendance is up this year. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. I mean, people in St. Louis go to the Cardinal games. Does who care? Fans? DeWitt. Does DeWitt care? They're already 
making money off the presale tickets and stuff. I mean, they have to know that people are upset. They have no to. Doubt. They're not in the shadows. No They're not living under a rock. I, I know people are upset. Right. And there's there's all like external factors galore, the state of baseball, and also the situation with the broadcast, you know, the Bally Sports situation. Mm-hmm. That's up in the air. If you lose, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on Bloom Party. If you're going to lose $60 million, your $60 million is up in the air, you're probably going to spend a little differently in the offseason. For sure. You know, and I think, I don't know if that is a big part of their thought process, but I'd have to think it's part of, I mean, you can't just ignore it. I, I think at times this organization cares too much about optics. And so I legitimately do wonder if them not being able to cudgel commenters with the $3 million every year mm-hmm. comment, if they didn't have that in their back pocket, if there was a year with 2.5, would that actually force them to do something? Because they would not be able to say $3 million in the gate year in and year out. Because it's such a bragging point, I think, for the organization. But I, I legitimately no, I mean, don't know right. if, if billionaires are going to ever be moved by something like Jackson says that in in all actuality isn't moving the money the way TV contracts and so many other things are. Can I bring up something else that Courtney said during his mic drop? He was talking about how he was excited to see what the Cardinals do at the deadline this season, which I think a lot of people are. But are you more excited or concerned just based on track record of what happens at this deadline? Because are we going to see the next Cardinal go off to Arizona, Miami, wherever, and become an all-star? It's funny that you should say that because uh, John Morosi uh, just uh, threaded. He didn't actually tweet it. He threaded it. Um, we don't have enough time to get I'm that. sorry. You already have that app. I do not have that app, no, but he connected it to his Twitter, so now I can pull it up. This is from John Morosi. The Cardinals will listen to offers for their young position players in trades that would bring back controllable starting pitching. They have spoken with the Mariners, but it's already apparent that George Kirby is off-limits in any such discussion. That might not might, that might take away some of the positivity that people had. If you depending on what those young players are, if it's Brendan Donovan, if it's Tommy Edmond, if it's Dylan Carlson, maybe not as much. But I'm just kind of wondering which one of those young players people would be able to stand losing at this point. This is the problem I have with this team. Oh, here we go. Yes, this is the yes. problem that I have over the. Let's just say the course of the last three or four years, Golf right? King. Before before Paul Goldschmidt, we'll say from. Uh, uh, B uh, P G right before Paul Goldschmidt right uh, we're not going to talk about let's well, everything after right it seems like this organization instead of going out in acquiring players through free agency they they do trades that you know oh no we don't have pitching now so what do we have to do we're going to get rid of all of our young talent and then yes they'll probably go have success somewhere else. Right, but we had like, to get rid of them because we didn't want to pony up and go and yeah. go get some of these starting pitchers. Name one player who's gone on to have a better season after they left the Cardinals. Randy Rosarino. No. Well, Adoles Garcia. Name 10. <laughs> name 10? Lane, even Lane Thomas is having a good year. Cold and he plays for the Washington Lane Nationals. Thomas, Johan Oviedo. Um, Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen's yeah. another great one. I think they have Contra. three former players who are going to be in the Home Run Derby uh, next week. But, but, I, but that's a stretch. They they were in on him. They could have gotten him, but they always fans like to connect Luis Robert to the Cardinals failing to get him. So yeah, three out of eight. Yeah, if well, you want to go that way, but that's that's uh, outlier. No, I I do think that fans would have a reason to be concerned because talent evaluation has probably been the thing that's plagued them most over mm-hmm. the past five to seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't done, and also where they've spent money. I mean, you look at all the dead money that they've spent 
over the past five, six years, start with Matt Carpenter's contract extension, Mike Leak. You could go to Andrew Miller. You could look now to Steven Matz. They're paying Steven Matz $11 million this year to come in and pitch two and a half innings after Matthew Libertor gets one out. You know, that it, there's real reason mm-hmm. for fans to be concerned about where they're spending money and how they spend money. John Mozeliak said in the offseason they're going to increase spending. Yeah. And especially when you consider the fact, let's not forget here, this isn't you know an NFL team screwing around with a lot of dead cap. There's no cap. There isn't. Dead money doesn't matter if you want to spend more. Right. And nothing against Adam Wainwright. Love Adam Wainwright. He's done a lot for the city on and off the field. But Absolutely. $17 million is just one example for a guy that should be your fifth starter who – has not had a great season. Now that that I'm glad you brought that up, Marsh, because obviously we all three of us and Grant uh, produce different shows for sure. And so I don't necessarily know where your guys' hosts were at this time when Wainwright resigned that seventeen and a half million. Was there concern? And did you feel concern from any of your hosts on the Wainwright deal? Did you th- did any of them think that this was going to be a real problem? Because I do feel like some people are like, wow, well, now we're, they've spent $70 million on Wainwright when before the season started, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if that was people's tenor. No, because cause you, you had it, w- it made sense when you heard him talk about the issue that caused his, his end of the season and his, in his, in his trailing off at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how he had pitched for the majority of the season there, I thought it was not unreasonable for him to get one more year. And again, I don't care about the seventeen million. That doesn't affect other Cardinals moves. The Cardinals would not have made a ton more moves if Adam Wainwright's salary this year was ten million instead of seventeen. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And so that the, the the number mark doesn't matter as much to me as there was a legitimate thought process that he could give you, you know, twenty solid starts. Yeah. Now, if it comes out and and Mosaic would never ever do this, but be like, well, we were going to sign this pitcher, but we had Wainwright locked up for seventy and a half. Yeah, then fans could get a little <laughs> upset because. But I mean, up until September of last year. Wayno was super effective. He was. But now his velocity is hovering in the mid-80s, which means no fastball, also means no changeup. So it's all Uncle Charlie's left and right, and at the moment it's not being, it's not very effective. And I don't know, you know, obviously he's on the IL now, but I don't know what the plan is coming up for Wainwright, but that's certainly something to look at. Let's get back to our mic drops. We had Dylan here who weighed in. Guys, the final nail in the coffin of the 2023 Cardinal season He's has really been driven upset. in. It's in. It's over. Time to move on. I'm not really looking forward to the draft because the draft is such a crapshoot anyway. I'm looking forward to this trade deadline. I'd say let's trade some pieces. Let's trade Flaherty. Let's trade O'Neal. And I know this is not going to be popular opinion. Let's trade Paul Goldschmidt with... The contract that he has left, we can get a haul for him, and it'd be exactly what this team needs to be competitive for the next five or six years. Well, Dylan's selling off the entire team. Marshy, I was talking earlier about your thoughts. I predicted that you're that you're rooting for this team to lose. Give, give break it down for me. Am I right? Am I wrong? What are your thoughts okay. on this 2023 Cardinals team? Where's Marshy? Every One night? shout out to Anthony Stalter, who also wants to trade. Paul Goldschmidt, but am I actively (laughs) rooting for the Cardinals to lose? No, I'm not actively rooting for them to lose. Do I care if they lose? No, I don't. I'm at the point right now, I do not care. The season's over, okay? Obviously, we're watching uh, because we like baseball, and it's our job. job. Um, But... Am I actively? No, I've been a Cardinals fan my entire life. Why would I want them to lose? Now, if they, well, hang, if they were at 
if they had a shot to be the worst team in baseball, then I would think about it because that dude in Florida is pretty damn good. The two-way I, guy? Yeah, Jack uh, Caglione. Is that yeah. Yes. He's pretty damn good. Uh, I would love for him to be a Cardinal. But it's a lottery the, now. The A's will, will get the first pick. It's a lottery now. Top six teams. So you know, you're, you're in third right now. You're you six think, games back from the, the Royals. A- so you still got a shot in second place or second worst record the You think the, the A's league? aren't going to get the first pick now I mean, that they're moving well. to Vegas? They need... Come on. Well, that's that's a fair point. Come on. I mean, the Blackhawks just got Connor Bedard. The Spurs just got Victor Wimbenyama. See, I, I'm the perfect person for um, draft lottery conspiracy theories. So you found a, you found a niche here, Marshy. So go yeah, off. Well, we'll talk about that later. But no, I'm not. I'm not actively rooting for them to lose. But yes, I'm at the point where I I don't I don't care anymore. Can I adjust then one quick question here? As we're going to go into our into our final segment, if you're not actively rooting for them to lose, what are you watching the 2023 Cardinals for the rest of the season? Figure out how they're going to lose the next game. <laughs> honestly, it's honestly be a new at this way. point, the answer. at this point, I have no idea. How, to see, I, have, I, I like I seeing no how Jordan Walker progresses. Yeah, and then also, you know, if you're talking about trade deadline, I, I know Dylan mentioned Tyro Neal. What value does he have? You know, he's been injured. He's, he's been close. In, he's been injured all year. He's been in the first five games. You had the manager calling him a loafer. You know, what value does he have? But if you want someone like possibly like Tommy Edmund or Brendan Donovan to get moved, then you are rooting for them because you want the most valuable value possible. Whereas someone like O'Neal, who's who's really jumping out of the gym to get Tyler O'Neal on their club? I am interested to see how Mosellock does navigate this trade deadline because like you said earlier in the show, this is something that we haven't seen uh-uh. in quite some time. Uh-huh. I'm not even sure if this is what we saw in 2007. Definitely the not in the Mosellock era since Mosellock has been running the team. For sure. So I, I'm interested to see how things go. If they... I, in my opinion, I'll be very disappointed if they hold on to some of these pitchers. Yeah. I'll be very disappointed because they're not, in my opinion, not going in the direction that uh, we think they should be going. And to me, that just screams, hey, we still think we have a shot at the division. And hell, who knows? Maybe they'll win 20 games in a row, just like they did a few years ago. Stop it. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like... We've been complaining the past few years about, well, this team can't do this, this team can't do that, and then all of a sudden they go make some stupid run in the second half. I'm utterly terrified. They make like a nine-game winning streak right before the deadline. I'm terrified. They'll trade with the Guardians, I can promise you that. And apparently they're talking about trading with the Mariners, according to John Morosi. You can check that out on his Threads account, which I have no idea how to link that or what the heck the URL is or anything like that. Just Google it. That has been uh, our Mike Drock segment here on The Balloon Party. Thanks to Courtney Dillon and all the Texas for joining into the show. We've got one more segment left and of course we're doing a little homage to the show we're doing today that is balloon party presented by mung and ass st louis acura we got some predictionary on the other side here on 101 espn and 101 espn.com we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn Yes, yes. Nice. Welcome into the balloon party on 101 ESPN and 101 ESPN.com, presented by Mung and Ass St. Louis Acura. There's a lot of different ways you can listen to us. You can go to the Dobbs Tyron Auto Center's podcast. We can catch after the show today. You can also watch the show, whether live or in a replay, at 101 ESPN STL on YouTube. The YouTube chat is live right now, and you can jump on in. In fact, you might want to jump on in here because we got a little segment that we like to call, or I guess I should say Jackson likes to call, Predictionary. Jackson, let's have it. Yeah, everyone knows that when it comes to ice hockey, I'm the 
foremost authority on it. Jonathan mm-hmm. Toves. Jonathan Toves. Uh, Mario Lemieux. All right. Connor McDavid plays for... He plays for the Edmonton Oilers and alongside... Alex Petrangelo plays for... He was on the Oilers, and then right oh, after they he was, lost, he was not they traded the him to the Knights, that's and that's not, why he was mm-hmm. holding the Stanley Cup. And that's why we mm-hmm. let Jackson talk hockey. Half credit-ish. Not, I, not I think it no, counts. I, well, he got the Golden Knights. All right, I got these uh, hot questions for Predictionary that were totally just by me. I wrote them down. Mm-hmm. Grant definitely didn't write them down and, no. and put them on here. I collected all this information. Oh, thank God. I was worried there for a second. Blues over under 92.5 points next season. For reference, they had 81 last season. And then WPG, which I don't know what that That would means. be known as Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Needed 95 to make the playoffs. Thoughts? First of all, Jackson. Um, <laughs> You're not knowing what WPG is. I, I thought that was like okay, Wayne's Park. That's, game. that's not a sports thing. Wins that's a geography game. thing. <laughs> well, it's just kind of put in there. And again, I, I wrote all this down, so it's confusing why I don't know. Um, but I thought that was like a, some like an acronym for something. I, so, really, I really didn't think you were going to be able to screw this one up. But right out the gate, I don't know what WPG is. but Wins so, per game. Yeah, wins per game. That's fantastic. Yeah. I you, think their wins per game is probably one. Well, somehow you can get multiple points out of one win, so I don't know. I see. Yeah. I was just about this to ask you, backwards scoring system. I was just about to ask you, do you need the point system explained to you before we get into these predictions? Usually around December, January, I get the refresher course. That's when okay. it takes me about in. two months to get, For sure. Jackson, to get in. Jackson can't handle both the hockey scoring system and the MLS's scoring system. It's too yeah. much. The MLS one, I get a little bit more, but I, I, I do not get the... What's wrong with wins and losses? Works for everyone else. Well, you get points for a win. I, I'm aware hockey. of that. But then many, if you, you just you make it to overtime... You get, do you know how many points you get in hockey for a win? Two? Okay, we'll do this after yes. the show, because this could take a, yeah, this an additional entirety of an hour get the of volume off party. Of me. Please let um, me I'm going to go with over... Uh, I didn't think that Winnipeg team was all that great last year. I think this Blues team's obviously upgrading um, from last year, at least from the from the back half of the season, you know, get Kevin Hayes. The thing that concerns me still is the defense. Um, it Right now, it seems like they're going to roll with what they got, which is interesting. It reminds me of what the Cardinals did this year with their pitching staff, and we know that went really good. Uh, but I do think that they will end up in they'll they'll ha, they'll, they'll play better. They'll play, they'll they'll play better Under. defense. I like the new systems that they'll put in. They got a new coach um, on uh, the blue line. So, um, I'm going to go with over 92 and a half. I think yeah, they're like an 88 87 point team, I think. Whatever. Dude. No, nothing too bad, nothing nothing too great. I mean, maybe maybe they they slip in it like as a, the 8th seed, but that's that's what the, the Blues are going to be cuz next free agency, they're actually going to be making moves to be a, a legitimate playoff contender again. I don't think last season the team thought it could get that bad. I really don't. I think last year was a real kick in the pants for them, and I think going into this season, things are going to change, and they're going to be a little bit more um, just anxious to get into this season. They're going to be paying more attention to detail and playing the way Craig Bruby likes. I'm going to take the over on this. We don't have a ton of time left, so let's do a little rapid fire on these last three we've got here. They are all blues, so Jackson, you can sit these out if you'd like. I'm, I'm ready. Um, Kevin Hayes, the new acquisition for the Blues, over under 19 and a half goals next season. He's been a 20 goal scorer twice in his nine year career, 18 last season. I'm going to go with under, but not by much. I just I just don't see this being 
that high scoring of a team. Maybe that that conviction on on defense from the forwards maybe lo- leads to a slightly maybe mm. lower scoring team. I'll take the under. Jackson, you had your hand raised. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I, I think this team. I think he's going to be scoring a little bit. Uh, turn his mic off. A little less. Um, I forgot what the rest of Rocchio said, but I was just going to rip it off. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a bit I was going to do. For sure. Good. Marsh? Uh, I'm going under. I think uh, he'll be hovering around what Brandon Saad was at this year, which was, I believe, 19. So that's under 19 and a half. That's what I was going to say. I was going to talk about Brandon Saad. For sure. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do one more here. Sammy Blay, who really went off last season whenever he was acquired by the Blues at the trade deadline. He scored nine goals, was on an 82-game pace of 23 goals with the Blues last season. Over under 19 and a half, Sammy Blay becomes the his first 20 goal scorer of his career next season. He might be on that pace again, but I doubt he plays 82, so I'm going to go with the under. That's fair. I'm going to go with the over. That guy was incredible Ooh. at Worlds this past uh, few months ago. Um, he has been electric over the past year, and I like the energy that he's bringing on the ice from a scoring standpoint and a physicality standpoint. I think he's going to have a huge year this year for the Blues. Yeah, I think over. I like what he's doing from a physicality standpoint. Mm -hmm. Love that. I think I'm going to go under here. I think he's going to have another good season, but I think last season was about as good as it gets, that pace for Sammy Blay. Yeah, did you see him at Worlds? Going nuts. Jesus. You got we got to get out of there here of the producer balloon party before Jackson has to talk any more hockey mercilessly. Jackson, Andrew, Grant, thank you so much for joining what us. Fun times. This, this was an absolute fun. blast. This I hope everyone great. on the uh, YouTube streaming and the text uh, message inbox had a good time. They seemed mostly positive. So thank you very much for joining us here on the Mug and Ass St. Louis Acura Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.